Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We told you Dark Phoenix was going to come out eventually. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, that's right. Let us tell you about our bad reputation. Welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. We're going to talk about Marvel TV Weekly, but we'll also talk about movies and some comics and some fun stuff. You know. I am Christian Blatt, joined by Carrie Lane. What's up? We're live in the chat. Hello, the people who are live. You're watching later. Comment down below. And Zia Anderson, a.k.a. Zia Land, a.k.a. Zia Landerson. I like how we got to Zia Landerson. We went through all of my names. I'm really into it. Yeah, Thank exactly. You, Christian. It's like it's an like, evolution yeah. of the name. Yeah. And in the booth, Tony B. Tony, thank you uh, for what's up. For any, thank Jeremy. you for everything you do. Thank you for being you. Thank mm-hmm. you for being you too, Christian. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. So uh, there's so much to talk about. Uh, and as I mentioned, the top right there before our little intro, there was a big, exciting trailer for Dark Phoenix that dropped, and it is indeed big. It is indeed exciting, and I'm all pumped up for the movie. I already was. And uh, you can play it while we we talk, uh, Anthony, because I know that we're not allowed to just show these things. Yeah, that would be fun to do a show like that where you just show movie trailers and then you like talk after them, but then you run into problems on the YouTubes. So uh, I was super excited, and I'm like, oh man, it's coming out on on February 14th. Well, that's that's Valentine's Day, and I think uh, Deadpool, Perfect the first Deadpool, movie. pretty yeah. sure that the first Deadpool sure. came out. Uh, on uh, on Valentine's Day, so I'm like, great, it's gonna be a great date movie. Mm-hmm. And it's out for two days, and then they're like, psych, it's coming out in June. Now, uh, uh, the sort of uh, social media conventional wisdom on that is, oh, the movie must be really good if they're gonna wait until June. Actually, that's kind of what it means because the big movies come out in the Ju- in June, mm. and it was it is taking a spot that was originally held for Gambit. with Channing Tatum. Mm. Now, sort of buried in the story, the Hollywood Reporter story that mentioned the June date for Dark Phoenix, is that we are still going to get this Gambit movie with Channing Tatum in 2020 now. He's still attached. They still want to make it. They don't seem any closer to actually Hmm. having a script and going into production, I guess, because they're like, well, it's like almost two years away. But, you know, you, you need something to have. So... I am really looking forward to the story, which by all indications is going to really be the last installment of these this generation of X-Men movies. I'm counting both of them, you know, the, mm-hmm. the original cast and then the first class cast because, uh, you know, Marvel's going to have Disney do probably a, a once over, a little refurbishment. And uh, I don't think that we'll see any more of these. But it's a great story. And uh, as I've said many times on this show, 
The Dark Phoenix Saga, which originally appeared in Uncanny X-Men 129 to 137, is, to me, still the greatest comic book story ever told. They are going to tell it a little bit differently, and as you're looking right there, you saw it said uh, February 14th, and uh, they should put, like, quotes around it. February 14th. But, in any case, uh, it'll still come out, and it's still an exciting trailer, still worth talking about. Zia, you see that trailer, and you think what? I think I'm excited. I think that they've done a good enough job with with the trailer, at least, that it looks very promising. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not thinking it's going to be a dumpster fire, so that's good. Those, those are all good reactions. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there are some some noticeable differences. Uh, people are definitely not happy with the the X Men uniforms that yeah. they have in the trailer. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think whenever you have them all in the same uniforms, you know, when it's the yellow ones, that is the classic look. But at the same time. Uh, yeah, I like when everybody has individual costumes because well, these it, characters all have cool costumes ex- except for Jean Grey. But when she's Phoenix, she has a cool costume. Yeah. All the rest of the time, it's a little iffy. What were you going to say, I hear more of the complaints were not necessarily that they're in different costumes, but that the costumes look very underdeveloped and cheap and not cool like they were in Apocalypse. Yeah, right. No, no, I definitely agree with that. And uh, by the way, I meant to say uh, June 7th is when Dark Phoenix is supposed Ooh. to come out. And, uh, again, Gambit, you know, 2020, March 13th, 2020. So you want to circle that on your calendars. I said 2019, but that's next year. It's 2020. So, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, still in development. No director. Channing Tatum's on board. He might have to direct it himself at this point. Um, But, uh, so, Carrie, were there positives you saw? Or are your feelings about Dark Phoenix kind of where they were before this trailer? I think I'm, I was interested before, still interested. I don't know a ton about this storyline, so I'm curious to see what they'll do with it. Uh, looking over at the chat, Black Magic says, I don't mind the costumes. Uh, Nicholas Stormy says, I'm super excited for Dark Phoenix, but I miss Famke Jensen. And mm-hmm. yeah. um, where was it? The Somebody else said they were excited. Anyways, um Black Magic also said the trailer looks pretty similar to X3, just without the mutant cure stuff, which is interesting point. Um, uh, it's an interesting point, but I, I don't know. I, I had a bad I, feeling about X3 from the trailer, and a much worse feeling as yeah. I sat there at the movie theater, just like, I can't believe they took yeah. the best comic book story and just made it boring. They just made it boring, and it looked like they didn't have anything for Gene to do there. Mm-hmm. And. You know, I mean, Brett Ratner directed that movie, and uh, I will always point out that in the moment that Brian Singer decided to not direct X3 and to do Superman Returns, he successfully killed two movie franchises because that <laughs> Superman movie was awful yeah. and they didn't make one for a long time. And they uh, put the X-Men movies on ice for a little while. It's like two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah. Two well, franchises with one director. Yeah, but now he doesn't My get to God. direct anything. So there yeah. you go. Anyway, Speaking of saying? killing, um, good question. Marilee Ortega in the chat says, I'm excited about Dark Phoenix, but how would it contradict um, from the Phoenix that we know from Famke Jensen uh, dead? 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 Well, I mean, if you look at... I, I see what she's saying. Well, if you look at Days of Future Past, uh, Famke Johnson is not dead. But yeah. also, this past timeline is somewhat divergent from yeah. the original X-Men like movies. So that you kind of have to look at... Even though there was Days of Future Past where we had the old cast, mm-hmm. the original cast playing older versions of themselves... 
these movies don't necessarily run right up into mm. the first X-Men movie from 2000. Like, I think things are a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. Also, just because, let's just say hypothetically, Sophie Turner's Jean Grey dies at the end of this movie, that doesn't mean that there aren't plenty of years for her to come back to life, die again, come mm-hmm. back to life and die mm-hmm. again. Because that's what Jean does. She dies <laughs> a lot. Uh, so there would definitely be time for some version of Gene to be the Gene that you see yeah. in the first X-Men film. But uh, it's an interesting point. You know, uh, it's like, yeah, what if she does die in this? Well, yeah. I, I think she'll be all right. Uh, anything else in the chat before we move on? Anything that jumps uh, out at you? No, but uh, something I had seen on Twitter, people were kind of like, so where'd Jubilee go? Because she was barely in the other she was one. And in they're the other like, one. shouldn't she be part of this group of people? I mentioned this on the box office and i was like yeah I, did. I hadn't really thought of it but enough a few people are talking about that on twitter that doesn't mean she's not in the movie true you know uh but yeah i, I know what you're saying i mean and this movie is supposed to be set in the 90s and mm-hmm. that's that's in jubilee's wheelhouse mm-hmm. you know even though the character debuted in the late 80s she's she's got a very 90s vibe um i like jubilee i think she's actually kind of a fun character now she's Basically, Dazzler with a raincoat. But at the same time, uh, I I would like to see some of her. And maybe she is in this movie. Uh, if not, they probably just took into consideration the popularity. I got Jubilee. it. Yeah. I, I know how they can shoe in Ju- Jubilee. Okay. All right, Tell so us. So the X-Men save the day. They get rid of Dark Phoenix and all that. They have a celebration, right? And she just shoots off her fireworks into the air. And that's all we see of Jubilee. <laughs> Perfect, Tony. That's what she's sure. That's what she's good for, right? Like she's she's <laughs> a right. festival in, in but person. But is she wearing her raincoat? Uh, damn right. Be. Along with be. the shades, like she has to. be. Yeah, right? that's yeah. true. She does have to have the shades. Yeah, right. she's gonna show just show up at the at the end there. She's gonna have the whole getup. Yeah, All right. Sure. Well, then uh, I guess I guess that'll be enough. And chat, let us know if you think that's enough jubilee or Confirmed if you want more. By Tony, be Tony. But it is a good point because she was a part of the animated series, which is sort of like the benchmark for X-Men for a lot of people, and yep. those are the characters that people tend to want to <laughs> mm-hmm. see. Including Zia's, like, yes. And Carrie. Oh, we, we, yeah. We've talked yeah. about this These before. Are... And yeah. where's Bishop? You yeah, know? yeah. But, I would like to see more Bishop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe maybe Disney. Maybe Disney will have Bishop. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Disney, uh, we actually didn't mention this last week, but uh, Disney's streaming service, which I believe is called Disney Play, is going to have two... It's They're being billed as limited series. So, uh, you know, but they're part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they're going to have the stars associated with the characters, so it's very exciting. There will be two shows, at least right now they've announced two. One, Loki, with Tom Hiddleston as Loki, and the other is Scarlet Witch, with Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. So I think these are sort of viewed more as like, okay, these are characters that are never going to get standalone movies, but let's give them sort of like official part of the universe miniseries. Um, Carrie, your thoughts on these two characters getting, you know, not weekly series for five years, which is probably good, but what do you think about getting sort of an extended look at at each of these characters? Uh, Loki's a very, if strangely, very popular character, and I know people love him. Uh, I think he's Fine. I'm not. Yeah. I don't hate him or I, don't I know love people him. that feel I'm the like, same no. way as you. Even though the majority is like, oh my god, I love Loki. There yeah. are definitely people that are like, he's, he's okay. He's fine. Yeah. Um, Tom Hilson has done TV. He did Night Manager, which was Correct. Like a limited with series. With you, Laurie. So, uh, <gasps> Doctor House. 
Yes. Sorry. It's a good I, series. You, Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie, you got me yes. like right there. <laughs> it, was, it was on like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Where have you been? I did an after show here, too. too many other things. <laughs> yeah, that's no. true. Well, there is a lot uh, out there. Yeah, so I could see, like, that's an actor that I'm like, oh, yeah, he's done film, and he'd be okay to do, it like, a limited-run series. And I think limited would be better, be like, all right, like, here, like a Netflix idea. Well, I like, can here's see... our package, we're just doing this, not fluff episodes. And you're also saying, like, here's your commitment, it's whatever it takes yes. to film this limited series. You don't have to come back the next year, you can still pursue mm-hmm. movie roles, all the other things yeah. that you want to do. And you get to play this character that, Clearly seems like a lot of fun to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zia, what do you think about these this choice of these two characters, Loki and Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch? I like that they did that. I like that they chose um, some some someone who's somewhat of a villain. Yeah. I guess, sort of, a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it comes and goes. He's yeah. he's always he's like, like the trickster. god of lies. Yeah. But there, there's, there's, yeah. there's flashes of him sort of having better intentions. Yeah, trying to be trying to walk the right path. Yeah. You know, and then uh, they also have Wanda, who's just fantastically powerful. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that those are the two characters that they chose. Uh, important question, though: Do you think we're going to get Elizabeth Olsen with the accent or without the accent? I hope with it. Oh, really? Because I hope without. Oh, you hope without well, it. Because with the accent, it's going to be hard for me to listen to it. <laughs> I might, I might select the. Ulti- Remind me what accent does she have or not? Have? I am Scarlet Witch, and I am Russian. here to cast oh. spells on all of you. Is it just me? Is it maybe it's just me because I just really like enjoy the. I thought it was Russian more accent. subtle in the. I mean, I'm definitely exaggerating movie. it because it's fun. Well, no, the last movie she didn't have it. She in, didn't have it. Oh. Yeah, in Infinity War. So they were like the, the, the Thanos snapped it away, and she just had an American accent. Yeah. Uh, Which I guess the, I she got say, from I, talking I to Vision. I don't remember it being a problem. We, it, it was a little hard to listen to okay. when we first met her. Sounded a yeah. little too fake. Just a little, yeah. Okay. So but, maybe her her forte is mm-hmm. not the the accent. Well, I or think the, that, the Russian anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the Russo brothers saying like you know I just lose the accent this time. Mm-hmm. That was a good choice. Uh, Black Magic agrees with you like that accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I think it's great because like I said these are characters that we're not going to get backstory of. I would love it if. The Scarlet Witch series also involved Vision, who I don't think will get a series of him mm. either. Oh, yeah, no, but not. Um, I just, I like the, those two characters' interaction. There was a great Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries in the 80s where they were married. They actually uh, made a baby, believe it or not. She had twins, and then it all got retconned away. But in the course of the series, it was fun. So uh, I don't know. I, I like to see her and Vision together. It was one of those things that maybe people didn't love in Infinity War, but I was just I was just happy that they at least they at least went there a little bit. Yeah, so I agree. I, I think it'll be cool to see them. You know, to see both of those series, mm-hmm. and even if it's I don't know. I feel like Loki. If I just had to guess. Maybe like a Loki on Earth series because mm-hmm. Loki mm-hmm. and Asgard is super expensive. I well, also it'd be that. funnier on Earth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All the antics he could get on. That's a good point. Him interacting yep. with with humans, mm-hmm. <laughs> with human people. Yes, uh, I can see that being awesome. Yeah. So uh, you know, no real dates on that. No real launch date for the uh, Disney streaming service, but. Uh, and uh, you know, they, I mean, they they are doing a pretty good job of generating the original content. I mean, John Favreau is supposed to direct a Star Wars series, and there's going to be these two series in there. So uh, you know, I'm in. If mm-hmm. if they just do like a Star Wars version of Swingers, I mean, I think that would be fun. That's what the Han Solo next Han Solo movie should be mm-hmm. is basically Han and Lando 
in Swingers. And oh I know these, my God! Well, it's a great idea. That's don't, don't, a great okay, idea. Okay, I was going to say like Tony, don't you dare say that. No, that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm all for all it. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad you're favor of it. Uh, there's some more news to talk about, but before we get to that, uh, Zia has this important message. Mm-hmm. Hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows, from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we will thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans, and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you, Zia. Now, we are going to talk about one of the shows that Marvel TV Weekly, when we started, we would get to every week because it was new. And uh, we haven't had any new episodes in a while. We're talking about The Gifted, which airs Tuesdays at 8 o'clock, 7 central on Fox. And uh, this is season two. And the first episode is entitled Emergence with a big M. All the titles in the first season had big X's somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start with Zia because this was the first episode you ever saw. And any background you had in The Gifted was from sitting at this desk and hearing us talk about mm-hmm. it. What were your thoughts, good, bad? Was it confusing at all? Because mm. you know there was a little recap at the beginning, but I had seen the previous thirteen episodes. There was a recap in the beginning, um, mostly during the episode. It was just it's pretty. It is relatively easy to put together. The only thing I don't have is different character relationships mm-hmm. and how much they mean to each other sure. because I oh, didn't yeah. see There's that some build. Layers. It's yeah, I was kind of sensing that, and I so was a little bit confused on why. Um, uh, green hair. Polaris. Oh, Polaris. Polaris, thank Lorna you. Lorna is her... R- uh, Lorna, right, yeah. was away from her baby daddy, and they because had a used, big argument. Because she used her power to bring down an airplane, okay. and uh, it killed everybody on it, but it was for a tactical reason that she did that. Okay. Okay. It's also in the trailer of, he's like, oh, I, I'm gonna love our baby, and she says, our baby's gonna need more than love. She's way more for doing violence to get mm. things done. He's okay. not. And, so they and that's sort of the, the schism in, in the two yeah. groups. Uh, a lot of them being together in the right. first mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And it, yes. It, I got to say, it kind of mim- it really mimics the whole Xavier slash uh, Magneto. Magneto. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're the two different yeah. schools yeah. of thought. I mean, and in the case of the Strucker, parentheses Von Strucker family, uh, the siblings, uh, uh, Lauren and Andy. Yeah. And, you know, we sort of see that they're separated, but yet they're, you know, she's imagining that she's interacting with him and all that. Yeah, that dream uh, sequence. Yeah. I knew that was a dream. I knew it was a dream sequence, but I was just... I was hoping it was channeled, though. Yeah. Like, well, that I, meant I, more. I think the impression that... I get is that it's going to be yeah. All right, it's not confirmed mm. yet. But. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, what else? Yeah, what what did you, was there anything that you really liked? Um, I you know what from what I heard from the previous season, they use their powers a lot in yeah. this episode, and that was really cool. They start off right just getting right into it. Yes, um, I actually I really like the tone of the show. I think mm. they did a really good job with that, making it. It wasn't too cheesy for me. The acting was actually mm-hmm. um, impressive. Like I, Ooh. yeah, I, I actually was watching this and was very, very pleasantly surprised and was like, oh, 
as long as it doesn't get worse, I can watch this season. It's not going to be like a tough season for me to get through so far. Hopefully, yeah. I would say okay. still don't go back and watch season. Okay, one. You'll be I was, fine. I'm not. You'll be fine. Oh, I was going to ask you if this was enough to make you watch season one, but I think you from, just gave me the answer. Yeah, from everything I've heard, I think I'm just going to go ahead and skip it and just jump on in in season. I would two. probably watch like the last three episodes that's two or three yeah Yeah. i mean it it definitely picked up towards the end uh to the extent that uh i was looking forward to this season yeah uh carrie you did watch season one so your thoughts on the season two premiere emergence i thought it was good um i thought it was nice how they pick up things right where we left off i think andy's white hair is kind of dumb yeah, I, I want I mean, an explanation it's, for it. It's just like it's just like uh, he's evil is, now. Is it's he, his evil hair. Is, is yeah. he like? Is he <laughs> going to explain when you change your hair? Like, well, if, that's <laughs> well, the she's thing, evil though. now. That's, oh, okay, that's got the it. thing of like got I can't tell the way they do it. I can't tell if he just dyed it or if that's a result of like behavior. using his powers or yeah. something. And in this world, it could be the other, and that makes it more interesting. But then I'd want to know that. The cuckoos Does that just, make sense? The cuckoos just yeah. stress him out. Where like, he's just then that's white fine hair. too. I'm <laughs> down with that. Um, I I think it's great that we have uh, the dad. I'm like, oh my gosh, Reed. Reed, his powers coming back. Yeah, because it's like we needed to get to that quick. And as his character is sticking around. We kind of need him to have powers. And then the husband-wife couple in that way of being like the human mutant, they need to have one of them have powers to like for the community to accept them. Yeah. Though they are very helpful of medical and other assistance too, but, you know, it just right. more and dig in. What I always said in the first season was that I I just really wanted the parents to go away, get killed, whatever, because they didn't have powers. They were really just dragging the show down so much because yeah. it was like they thought people were tuning in to see this family drama, which I, I wasn't that interested in. Yeah. Uh, so him oh, having I powers also... is interesting because yeah. obviously his father had powers, his kids have yes. fathers. It would make his kids have powers. Yeah. It would make sense if he actually did. They just didn't show up. Uh, you know, some late onset mutant powers. I like that right away that uh, Lauren is like, no, Andy left. They're yeah. saying that argument right away. I'm like, thank you. No, yeah, it's not. No, he, he was didn't, he didn't kidnapped. Get kidnapped. Yeah. Um, a couple of things that I agree and was interesting in the chat, and they also say, uh, the, uh, uh, Nicholas Stormy says, poor Andy, he's getting so much crap. Poor emo teen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Orlando Williams, I like his hair. It makes him look older. Uh, Serenity says, he's hot now. I love his hair. All right. Um, <laughs> Score one I for feel, Andy. Yeah, it's one of those, like, me. It could go either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... I, I'm curious to see where they continue to develop. Some of it is a little overdramatic because Marcos, it's like, you don't know she's dead and can we take a breath? Like, yeah. I almost wanted him to have like some like light beam something. He's a, he's a father to be. Like, what I if know. he's like able to sense his like, wa- his, you know, then he'd know she's still alive. Mainly wife's like, hey, I need to be with her. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, like, he, he knows for a fact that his, his baby's coming and he's not there. That, that would, yeah. that would destroy me as a being. I, I th- and I want more powers, which they're showing more of that too. Yes. a little bit. Though it was funny, the one girl that we see briefly of picking up the chair to go out the window. I'm like, it would have been fast of her to pick up that chair and throw it. Yeah. Though, if her force of movement is stronger, I'd buy that. Yeah, 
That's true. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know. I mean, look, they're not. They're not everybody has amazing powers. You know, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm totally okay with that. But it's just one of those like there, if you're running out the door. <laughs> there was a, there was a mini series called Beauty and the Beast that starred Dazzler and the Beast Hank McCoy. Yes. And in that mini series, you got to meet people who had powers and were ostracized mm-hmm. for being mutants. Yeah. But like I remember specifically, there was this one woman who what she could do is she could change the color of flowers. That's all she could do. Yeah. So there's no practical, like, you know, fighting. There's nothing you can do in a fight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't help you. It's just like, oh, you're a mutant. I hate you. And, oh, look, your roses are now green. And (laughs) maybe I'm just a little bit excited because then I met Natalie Allen Lind in person. That day I watched the episode. Oh, and uh, I was like, and that's that's Lauren Lauren? Strucker. Yeah. That's Lauren's name. Yes, so I met Lauren. She always looked Strucker. more. She looked like more of a Claire to me. But anyway, go Her ahead. Her name is Natalie Ann- Allen Lind. <laughs> uh, no, I watched. That's it. the actress's name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this this is like she's been on. Your mind. She's been on three shows that I watched. She was on the Goldbergs. She yeah. was on Gotham, and she's on this show. I never knew that that was her name. But I like her. Well, so she's she's come on the nice. show sometime. Um, yeah, no, I watched it Friday morning, uh, and then I went to Queen Mary Dark Harbor, and literally, no joke, we parked our car here. She and her sister were parked in this Sweet. car, and we didn't know. And then we get walking closer. I look over. I'm looking over. I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that's her. And even the security guy, when we were getting ready to check in, he reacted. So we were just not like following her, but yeah. kept running into her. And then finally, I was like, all right, I swear I'm not following you, but can we get a picture? And then I told her about our show. So hopefully, we can be like, hey, come well, in. Yep. She that came would in be for so Gotham. Cool. What's that? So she's been in here for, for Gotham. Gotham. So oh, she was look. on Gotham. So she's like, yeah, totally. So anyway, she was super nice, and I'll post pictures of it. Um, but I sent them messages. I'm like, guys, get some. I know, I and I just had the character <laughs> name wrong. I knew who it was, yeah. but I'm like, oh, that. Yeah. But yeah, it was before I'd watched the episode too. So, yeah, I was so like, you're like, I'm you're like, what? Is you're like, I have no idea <laughs> who that is. I know now though. But yes, yeah, now it's cool. I was happy to know that she was very nice in person because some people you meet them and they're like, eh, but I'm like, can I get a picture? And she's like, yeah, totally. Yeah, I was like That's that. Awesome. The, the first, I was really excited to meet. Uh, Amy Cassandra Martinez and then you meet her in person and she's <laughs> awful. She's a terrible person. Just yeah. kidding. She's like yeah. one of the sweetest people you could ever meet. But it's true. When you meet like actors and mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing there's there's a moment where you're like oh okay yeah. yeah there are yeah. some people that yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was, I was, an, I was an intern at SNL. Will Ferrell, one of the nicest guys you ever meet. Uh, and then people nowhere near as famous as him. You're like oh Interesting. You're like that. Okay. Anyway, yeah, story for another time. Side note on that too. Like at Comic Con, when I ran into a couple Agents of Shield actors, some of them are way more excited of like, yeah. oh yeah, of course, let's do a photo. Others are like, okay. Yeah. Like again, I'll do my duty. Yeah. You know. Uh, so the interesting thing for me as we look forward to yes. the rest of the season of The Gifted is uh, the dealing with the inner circle of the Hellfire Club. I think that yes, there's there's a fair. lot to do there, mm-hmm. and. Um, the Stepford Cuckoos were a great addition oh, I love them. to the season, yeah. uh, the first season. Excuse me. And we have this uh, Riva character who just basically uh, has like a mass purge of people that, that are there in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And uh, none of them recognizable faces from the inner circle of the Hellfire Club, but uh, from the comics, I mean. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward. There's obviously two very different schools of thought. And it was interesting to sort of see where they were at in terms of what they were going to do about Lorna when she was having difficulty with uh, her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I love that Andy was there to help her. Like, oh, Andy... I like she said, what are you going to do about preeclampsia? I don't know. Just yeah, like, there. I'm going to use my power? Like, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, 
you know, Andy doesn't seem like the ideal, you know, wet nurse or whatever or doula, no. you know. But I, you know what? He gets he gets an A plus for uh, for you know wanting to be a part, mm-hmm. trying to be helpful. That's what he's doing there. So uh, I think it's interesting. And uh, Polaris is a character I like very much from the yep. comics. And they're doing much better with her character. She, yeah. it, the, one of the reasons I dislike the show is because they weren't using her in the right way. I like where she's at right now. I think it's very interesting and uh, good for her. She's a mama now, and we'll see yeah. where that goes. Can, you know? can, can I also just say I, yeah. I really love that. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear me well enough. Yes. Hold on. We can hear you. Mess with this. Well, you said it's good. Yeah, okay. there you go. Is that better? All right, cool. I really like how uh, uh, Polaris and also Andy are very. They're not completely for where they're at, mm-hmm. you know. They're not. They're not trusting mm-hmm. completely, like the organization that they yeah. have become a part of. So I yes. like that they're not just like blindly following these people. That they're like slowly questioning them. And that whole uh, Andy and uh, what was it, Lorna, right? Lorna is her okay. name. Yeah. Andy and Lorna like dynamic with like, hey, I'm here for you, and I love it because it's like it's like they still part of. They have like that same clansmanship that's not fully there with the people that they are surrounded by, mm-hmm. which is really interesting to see and a really cool dynamic that I would love to see grow. And you can tell that Lorna knows that she's there because they they need her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she mentions that if it's between her and the baby, they're going to choose her. Yeah. And so she's not complete. It seems, it she seems knows like they're she's using not completely her naive. Yeah. to some extent. Right. And yeah, they're basically there because they had a difference of opinion than the underground group. And, you know, the the Von Strucker parents, the Strucker parents, whatever. And this sort of just seemed to be a better fit for them. But it's not an ideal fit. And uh, I feel like we'll probably see that grow throughout the course of the season. In any case, I thought it was a good season premiere. Mm -hmm. Uh, I look forward to seeing more, uh, especially knowing some of the fun things that are going to come in the weeks ahead. I know we're going to get to the Morlocks very soon. So I'm... Very excited about that. We'll explore the Morlocks a little bit once we get to that. But I did want to talk for a little bit in our remaining time here about some badass female mutants because Polaris is one of them. Uh, Jean Grey as Phoenix is one of them, although the Phoenix Force is not her mutant power. But it shows the full potential that Jean Grey is capable of achieving. So to that end, I asked the ladies, and I did so myself, to compile a list of what I'm calling badass female mutants, but we can't really put that in a, in a YouTube description. <laughs> so it would have been like bad A asterisk asterisk, and I just thought that looked stupid. So they're just favorite, but uh, I was thinking of badasses. And uh, Carrie, I'd like you to start with your first one, and then there's some overlap between you and Zia, but uh, do you remember who your first one is? As my number one? Your number three. Um, okay, so we're going that way. Yeah, with that, we're, gonna uh, count, we're, doing, we're counting down all the hits. In I fact, there's a picture of her up there, so then you'll know Donna, no. From Deadpool 2, the very movie. specifically. Yes. Yeah. It, uh, I don't interesting know Interesting in the- character in the comics, mostly yeah. in New Mutants and X-Force. But uh, this iteration of her, I think, was was really well realized. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was such a fun and cool character because you don't know much about her, but you're instantly like, I want to know more because okay, this is my superpower, and constantly being told, yeah, that's not really. But all the domino effects that happen with her are so cool. Yeah, you just go, man, I wish that could happen in my life. Uh, you know, she just lets it go to chance and just has this no nonsense, no nonsense attitude. And can hold her own against Deadpool, like, screen time, which is a lot because he's very charismatic. And so I like that she's kind of the straight character to that, being a little more monotone, but still has a lot of life to her. 
She's very confident, too. I love her yes. confidence. She's just, and I, that must come from just being really lucky and everything yeah. working out. And she's just like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, it's amazing. It's they yeah. did a great job in Deadpool 2 of showing how her luck works. It's oh, sort that of bus this, sequence? Yeah. Like, going down the street? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the Spider-Man comics, there was a point where the black cat had gotten this, like, bad luck uh, power, so everyone around her would have bad things happen. So it mm-hmm. kind of uh, made me think of that. But obviously, oh, this is a big part of Domino. Which yes. we can call back to the 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 series, the, the animated uh, series with Black Cat, Marvel right? Spider Man, yes, yeah. absolutely. She she has that power. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, uh, so that's Domino right there, and uh, so Carrie's number two and number one are Zia's number three and number two. <laughs> So I figured it was easy to have you both talk about it. Uh, so Zia, uh, say why you chose Storm, and then I'll let Carrie speak about it. I chose an image for Storm that's my favorite Storm, oh, the, the uh, leather jacket mohawk yeah. Storm, yeah. which we saw in uh, Apocalypse. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a this badass. This is badass Storm. Oh, Storm yeah. always had badass powers, but this is the point where she ends up being the leader of the Morlocks and then eventually leader of the X-Men at the same time. Uh, so uh, this is the storm that I personally like because nice. it's the f- she's fully embraces her darker side. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think? Uh, what made you cho- uh, choose Storm, Zia? Well, Storm has always been one of my favorites. I think I might have said it on this show before, but when I was a kid growing up, I used to play with my cousins and, you know, imagination and i would always want to be storm and i would try to roll my eyes into the back of my head and do that whole thing and you would control the weather and it was awesome yeah i just thought it was i mean come on controlling the weather that's so freaking cool um and i also i have a tendency because i know thor is another one of my favorites i love that sort of theatrical like not of this earth way Mm -hmm. that they speak (laughs) i personally just think that's really fun and really funny um and she's just so strong Mm-hmm. And also, she's claustrophobic, and I'm claustrophobic as well. So, <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> you know. There's a, there's a great Asgar- Asgardian uh, storm story, I believe. I forget which part is the first, but there's a New Mutant Special Edition and X-Men Annual Number 9. Uh, drawn by both drawn by Art Adams, one of my favorite artists, and it's at a period of time when Storm doesn't have her powers, mm-hmm. and uh, Loki factors in and gives her basically Thor's powers, and oh, it's pretty amazing. That's I think cool. if that's what you like about her, this is a story that you'll very much enjoy. Oh, hey, all right. So uh, we'll write it down. I I I know I have those. I would have to dig them out of a box, which is is the toughest part of having that many comics. I have Marvel Unlimited too, so if they're you probably find I them can there. Get them, yeah. Uh, so, in any case, uh, Carrie, what was it that appeals to you most about Storm? Well, I love the badassness of this time period, but I also like that she grows as a person and later has this kind of wisdom yeah, and this kind of calmness. She calmness goes back to sort of the more classic look later after yeah. she gets her powers back, and you know, uh, she it, it's a lot more like the the goddess basically yeah. which is when we first meet her yeah and she just has that somewhere on presence. here oh right here she is yes. on my shirt that's that's her yeah. for those watching on YouTube then it's like she doesn't have to try so hard to be mm-hmm. like no I'm so awesome but it's like no really she just knows and is the one who provides advice to and guidance for the group which is kind of really nice and refreshing because sometimes X Men can be a little more like let's do this crazy thing and she's like all right everybody let's take a moment and think this out or you know just provide that kind of, I've been through so much wisdom, which I like, too. Because then she's that person you could look up to yeah. and not just um, a fighter. 
Right. And she ends up being the leader of the X-Men at a time when she, again, does not have her powers. Mm-hmm. That's how good she is. She it sort of takes the title away yeah. from Cyclops. That's how good she is. In any case, uh, so then your number one, Carrie, is Zia's number two. But Carrie, mm-hmm. go first and talk about what it is you like so much about Rogue. Uh, yes, I like, I mine, the love of rogue characters started with the cartoon, because she was Which is so why, for fun. those watching on YouTube, yes. we, that's the image we have. Uh, I loved her sassiness, uh, I loved the wanting to really help the group everything too, and like, protect her friends as well. She's definitely the team player of, you know, she cares about herself, but she wants to help everybody else too, and... Just such a likable, fun person. Like, she'd be fun to go hang out with, of just up for an adventure. As long as she keeps her gloves on. Yeah, you know? You know? <laughs> and it was always kind of fun and steamy watching her and Gambit on the cartoon, too. And do you know that they're married now in the comics? I think we did cover we that. We did talk this. about yes. it. They, they were at uh, Kitty and uh, Colossus's wedding. Kitty and Colossus don't get married. And then uh, Rogue and Gambit decide, like, well, you know, we were going to probably do it soon anyway, so let's go ahead. We get everybody here. Uh, so, Zia, your choice of Rogue, what was that based on? What do you like the most about her? A lot of really similar reasons. She's just, she's very fun. She's very likable. She's very loyal. Mm-hmm. She she is. She's always there for everybody else. Um, and she, I know that there is one point in the cartoon where she almost gives up. Or she tries, not tries, not almost, but it would have been, um, oh, gosh. Anyway, someone taking, you know, just taking her under his control. But she wanted to give up her powers, but then realized that she uses them to help people. Right. And so she decides to keep them, um, which is, you know, really hard because she literally can't touch anyone. Uh, so, yeah. So I love that about her. And um, do you ever notice? I'm going to bring this up and I'm going to sound like such a creep. Oh, good. She has the most amazing butt in the cartoon. <laughs> she has a phenomenal uh, body. You know, she I would does. usually notice well, that, but I can't say I noticed hers in particular. But, well, uh, her outfit is one of those, like, it's yeah. practical but doesn't seem excessive. Because this is one where everything's actually covered. There's not some stupid peekaboo cutout spot. Right. Uh, and I always loved the jacket. Yeah. And... Something you were saying, you made me think of, I love the conflict she has of wanting to be so much a part of a group, but then literally cannot touch people. Yeah. So it's this interesting conflict that she has, and that was always fun to watch. The interesting thing about the character, too, is when she's originally introduced, she is a villain. She's part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants at one point. Uh, Mystique practically raises her as like an adopted daughter. So there's a great backstory. And there's at some point she just realizes like this isn't really the Mm -hmm. side of things I want to be on. So uh, when she joins the X-Men, there's a lot of like, wait, her? And Wolverine in particular is like, I mean, if you guys say, if you guys are going to vouch for her, sure. But uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I smell something. But uh, (laughs) so uh, she is a great character. Uh, and then Zia, your number one is someone we were speaking about just a little while ago. I didn't even think about that. Well, obviously, when I chose her, we I didn't we know about ta- that. Yeah, yet. yeah. Um, I love Scarlet Witch. I love. She's just oh, she's so powerful. I and she's uh, she's part of the the villains in X Men number one because Magneto and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So you see her and Quicksilver. So this is like going back to 1963, I think. Wow. So yeah, so she's been around from the beginning, and people don't always think of her as a as a mutant. By the way, also as I just said about Rogue, she did start as a villain. You know, mm-hmm. both her and Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what are some of the things that you like the most about Wanda? 
Like I said, she's super powerful. <laughs> super powerful. No, it's crazy because like she does those hex powers, and it's sort of like a probability. It's kind of like what with, we were saying with Domino, with like luck, and she just sort of changes probabilities, and just like good things can happen for mm-hmm. her, bad things if you're on mm-hmm. her bad side. Yeah. Well, like in House of M. Right. She. Oh my God, I love that storyline. She's so powerful. She changes reality, and nobody remembers except for Wolverine. Um, it's a cool, it's a really cool one, but I haven't read like a lot of other things with her. I like Elizabeth Olsen's portrayal. I do like, yeah, I lean in on the accent, but I do like the way that she mm-hmm. plays her, you know, especially like when we first meet her and she's still not, you know, really comfortable with her powers and right. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I don't want to uh, run out of time. So I'm going to go through my list and I realize Anthony that I didn't give you a picture for one of mine. It's not my first one though. So my first one that we're not we're not there yet. We're gonna <laughs> get to the honorable mentions if time permits, but I know it's getting late. So uh, I wanted to just get to the main one. So my number three, there is a picture of her with a miniseries with Wolverine. There she is. Uh, it is Kitty Pride, who you don't usually mm. think of as badass, but in this series in particular, Kitty Pride and Wolverine, she is uh, there's some mind control, and she learns all sorts of literal ninja skills. And sword play and whatnot. And uh, she actually takes on Wolverine. That's how. And then she realized, you know, he helps her sort of come out of it. Hmm. But uh, that training stays with her from that point onwards. So she's like this 15 year old girl from the suburbs of Illinois. And then uh, she also has basically like. I don't know, classically trained from some master sensei. And so she. She's a lot more badass than, you know, you would think for, you know, the teenage girl with a pet dragon. And, <laughs> it, it, you know, they they don't use – I don't know that they utilize sort of the, her ninja background uh, in the present day stories. But she is currently a leader of one of the teams of X-Men. So clearly she has a lot of respect. Uh, so uh, I that's why she's number three on this list. She's not my – if this was my favorite – female mutants she might be at number one but you know her bad acidness you know isn't what you always think of when you see her but my number two choice it sure is emma frost the white queen Mm -hmm. uh who factors in heavily into the dark phoenix saga in the comics and uh not not well represented on the screen Mm -hmm. in x-men first class uh you know january jones um Nice work on Mad Men, but uh, mm-hmm. she I just didn't feel it, and I was a little disappointed that that was our kind of yeah. our one shot. Uh, she, you know, she's a, an incredibly powerful mutant telepath, uh, you know, uh, rivals Professor Xavier. She runs a, a different school for gifted youngsters in Massachusetts. That team is called the Hellions because she's part of the Hellfire Club. And uh, then, you know, there's definitely later history. She ends up dating Cyclops one of the times that Jean is dead. Ew, yuck. Sorry. <laughs> I think she's a badass, but Scott, come on. You can do better. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's way up there, though, because she's just she's powerful and she's nasty. Uh, and my number one was actually one of Zia's honorable mentions, oh. which is Mystique. Oh, nice. Who yes. I think they do a great job with her in the movies. Uh, I think I prefer the Jennifer Lawrence version because it's sort of a younger Mystique figuring it out. But I'm not going to knock the Rebecca Romaine parentheses Stamos when she did the first one. Uh, that you? that version, I think, is is great because she knows how to use her abilities to kind of get 
pretty much anything she wants. But uh, I think that the backstory with the younger Jennifer Lawrence version, it's a little bit more compelling. But that's just, you know, a preference in character development. Did you like her in the cartoon where she has this outfit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I love that outfit. That's a classic outfit. Yeah, and, you I know, do too. She, uh, there's a lot of efforts uh, on behalf of uh, the mutant race. And some very questionable alliances. She is mm-hmm. a great character. At some point, it's revealed that she's Nightcrawler's mother for no mm-hmm. reason other than that they're both blue, I guess, is mm-hmm. why they decided that. And uh, I don't know. She's a great character. And uh, personally, I am glad. That's one of the ones that I think Wolverine's a great example. There, There's a short list of characters that I think that the on-screen version really captures who they are and mm. maybe even kind of advances it a little bit. Uh, so my honorable mentions uh, include one of uh, Zia's other honorable mention, Jean Grey. Now, to me, Jean Grey, when she's a badass, is when she's Dark Phoenix. And that starts with when she's Phoenix, which is the... Uh, cover that I sent from uh, Uncanny X-Men 101. That's like the moment when she becomes the good Phoenix. The Dark Phoenix, it is an appropriate name because she does some very dark things in that series. Uh, An entire planet doesn't exist anymore because of Jean Grey. Because she was hungry. Whoops! So, uh, yeah, so that's how bad it gets. But I think they've had a lot of trouble figuring her out after Mm. Phoenix. But... uh, She's a beloved character. Uh, my other honorable mention is Psylocke, and it drives me crazy that they made her Asian for no reason other than the fact that Jim Lee wanted to draw her that way because her brother is Captain Britain. I've said that many times on the show. They could but, still be siblings. Yeah. Oh, no, they could be. But they could also I'm, be half-siblings. But it's just not how she was introduced is it's, what I mean. It's interesting you know? to change the race yeah. of the character. So, yeah. uh, but that version of her really uses sort of the the psychic knives and stuff. And it, it I have to say, it's a really cool look. You yeah. know? So, and she's definitely a badass. Uh, Olivia Munn, nice try. Uh, you know, she didn't really come off as quite as badass mm-hmm. as she could have in X-Men Apocalypse. And I think they were a little too loyal to the costume. No, it, that it, stupid cutout it, was dumb. This it, is great. This and is sexy. better. Why? Yeah, it, well, do it looked. That? It, it looked a little cosplay like in the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. literally, yeah. it's like here's a great easy example to me. And then finally, our other honorable mention. I wanted to let Carrie talk about this before we wrap up. Yeah, no. uh, America Chavez, who I as soon as I looked it up, I'm like, all oh, right, I've heard of this, but this isn't a series that I've read. But it's a really interesting choice. So I wanted you to t- take a moment Chavez? to talk about. Is it Chavez? Well, Caesar I'm Chavez, go with right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this character. When I was looking up like strong female characters, I came across this character. I'm like, I don't know who this is, but I want to know more. So on this article, I found uh, it says she's fierce, she's gay, and can literally punch holes in reality. And yet her greatest power may be her ability to broaden our horizons. Uh, so she's created in 2011, come a long way, uh, appearance in Vengeance Number 1, uh, star in Young Avengers. She has recently graduated the big leagues as a member of the Ultimates, ultra-powerful team of the Avengers dedicated to finding constructive nonviolent solutions to Marvel Universe's biggest problems. Nonviolent right. solutions? Pass! <laughs> right. Not interested! This is like every... This is but, like uh, every SAW's like dream. Have, okay, have you so, thought about talking about your problems, <laughs> Magneto? Okay, she's been saving the multiverse since she was a child and is a hero countless to countless worlds. I've had no idea what an Avenger is. Uh, she happens to be one of the most powerful beings in the entire Marvel Universe of with off-the-chart strength, speed, and durability. Uh, so even long-established heroes like Captain Marvel are in awe of her abilities. 
Uh, and yeah, so, so I was like, "Ooh, who is there, this person?" There's that level of power, you know. There's like, there's a handful. There's like Adam Warlock. There's a, mm-hmm. a short list of people who are that level of powerful, and they uh, tend to need to keep them away from Thanos because, uh, yeah. you know, when you have somebody that powerful, they're like, "Oh yeah, Thanos, you're tough," but you know, you're not that tough. Uh, <laughs> Sky Patterson's uh, loves that character. Getting your own standalone film soon, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's that's our list. Tell us yours. If you're watching the archive version of this on YouTube or on iTunes, just go ahead and send us a comment. We'll give you our uh, social media in a moment. You can tweet them at us and let us know your favorite badass female mutants. I was very specific. I didn't want to say just X-Men. So uh, yes. that's how we were able to get in White Queen and Mystique and some others. Uh, let us know. And uh, we're I always like doing these sort of lists. So uh, we will definitely revisit this in the future. Uh, so anyway, that's it for this week. We will be back next week at 10 Pacific. We'll see after that because I know for sure in two weeks I will be in New York. But we'll see. We'll see. Just uh, make sure you follow us on social media so that you can find where the show is. To do that, you can find me at Christian DMZ. And I have a personal podcast called The Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. I had a very special guest on the show this week. Zia Anderson was a guest, and we Yay. talked about Iron Fist. In case, for some reason, you're not tired of hearing about Iron Fist Season 2. <laughs> especially for, us talking about it. Especially from it. Zia and I talking about it. You can go ahead and uh, check that out. And since I'm speaking to Zia, where do people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as well at Zia underscore land. It's X-I-A underscore land. And Carrie Lane. Yes, you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And in the booth, we've got at Tony B. Tony underscore. Yes. And you, you can you. follow him, and you should follow him. Uh, in any case, like I said, that's all we've got for tonight, but we will see you next Sunday. Thanks, everybody. Until then, Excelsior! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 